podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on the mistletoe, oh, what a beautiful noise. Grab a brew and talk KSU, cause here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys. Boom, the boys are back and it is time for... A Q&A episode, the weekly Q&A episode. I don't know if these are going to stay weekly or not um, through the end of the year. Um, we will have at least one um, later in December where uh, I'm going to get drunk and hopefully Grant will join me as has become a tradition. Um but yeah, it, it all kind of depends. Kind of depends on availability for some guests, um, major breaking news, and all that type of stuff. Uh, before we get into the questions, at least as of as of recording, uh, recording this right at five o'clock on eleven twenty seven, there has been a handful of transfer announcements. Um, Shane Porter, the first one. Um, he, he was a walk on, I think there was a chance maybe he'd be a scholarship guy next year. Um, moving on, um, I think, uh, look at a lot of, a place down FCS, uh, Stephen F. Austin, I think a little bit closer to his family. That could be a spot where he could land. I think he wants to get a little bit more time at wide receiver. Again, he, he was a special teams ace. I loved uh, seeing him play out there on all levels of special teams. Uh, loved seeing his brother Seth do the same. Seth, you know, playing a little bit more wide receiver this year. Um, and, and shout out to his dad, Mark. He's a bonehead. But I, I'm a big fan of the Porter family. Um, to be expected, I think to to an extent. Um, but I'll be cheering for I'll, I'll be sh- cheering for Shane wherever he lands. Um, Trayshawn Ward also going into the portal. This one not uh, not surprising. I was hoping maybe he would stay, but uh, look, he, he wants to be the feature back his final year of college. Um, he was a supporting actor in this offense. He was the number two guy behind uh, DJ Giddens. Now he had some moments, and especially you know that Texas Tech game. Um, what was it? Was it the TCU game as well? Uh, play played well. Um, so he uh, had his moments, but he was the number two back. So again, one final season to play. He wants to be um, being the number one back. So again, don't blame him at all. And then again, uh, uh, Jake Rubley uh, almost went to the big one. Jake Rubley transferring again. Uh, he knew he wasn't going to be the starter. He may not even be the number two team uh, in uh, our number two quarterback next year. Um, so again, wants to play, has two years left of eligibility. Um, I think he could kill it in the Mountain West. I I hope he uh, 
I hope he uh, lands somewhere and he's able to be QB1 and has a nice final uh, couple years to his career. And then finally, the big news. We knew this was happening. We didn't know... um, we didn't know the manner of which it was happening. We've been saying all year this was going to be Will Howard's final year. I was hoping he was going to go to the NFL. I was hoping he was going to have a big enough season where he could play himself into a day two draft pick. I think he would uh, if he was going to go into the NFL this year. If he was going to go to the draft this year, I think he could be a fifth to seventh round draft pick depending on his workouts. But... Um, it is being reported uh, that he is going to be transferring. He is going to play next year. Um, and some of the some of the rumored schools, and, and I'm not going to say who the rumored schools are. Uh, the stuff that I have heard is all behind paywalls. I'm not going to say it. I have not been able to confirm anything uh, independent from what I've read. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to say some of the rumored schools, but I think Will Howard is going to get a nice NIL payday wherever he goes. I think he's going to be able to be a starting quarterback at a Power 5 school, and I think that he uh, is going to have a chance to have a, a decent final cr- uh, season of his career. I wish his career was ending at K-State, and I, and I wish it was ending in Arlington or a New Year's Six Bowl game. Um, it, 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 it sucks that he couldn't have a fairy tale ending. Uh, but I think this is what is best for K state football. I think this is what is best for Will Howard. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it has to be a, a bad thing. I know some people are upset by this. Some people, uh, refuse to listen to what I've said, what other people have said that are surprised by this news. I'm not surprised one bit. I've been saying, uh, he, this is his final year. I've been saying, hey, that was his final game in uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium. I was hoping he'd play in the bowl game. I was all for him breaking L. Roberson's single-season uh, passing touchdown record, um, but it wasn't meant to be, and I think it's for the best. Um, I think any player who is going to be transferring from K-State, I want them out um, before... Uh, bowl prep starts. Look, I, I, I think it kind of sucks um, that you don't finish it and, and that the, the bowl game will be a little different. It will be a different roster. And I love the bowl games. I'm not going to have a final season and review episode. I'm not going to have uh, anything uh, that's like, oh, I'm putting a bow on this football season until after the bowl game. I think the bowl game still counts. I still love bowl games. I think bowl games matter. I know there's a large group of folks that say, oh, bowl games don't matter, and folks that are going to say they're going to point to Will Howard leaving uh, and saying, hey, the bowl games don't matter, and they're going to look to uh, the way K-State's handling and saying, hey, they're using this as almost preseason for next year. The bowl games don't matter. Whatever. I, I'm i not going to try to evangelize. I'm not going to try to be a missionary. I'm not going to try to convert people into thinking uh, like I do when it comes to bowl games. Um, but I think they matter. I love bowl games, and uh, that's when I'll wrap up the season. Um, but I do think being able to hand the reins over to Avery Johnson um, for the next month as we prepare for the bowl game, whether it's the Pop-Tarts Bowl versus NC State, whether it's the Texas Bowl versus like Kentucky or something like that, whoever the bowl game is against, 
Um, I think it is going to be big time for Avery Johnson. It's going to carry a lot of value for this team moving into 2024. So I think I'm I'm, I'm tentatively planning. I, I, I think Will Howard is a big enough figure. I think Will Howard was a big enough lightning rod. I think on Friday... I'm going to aim to have a show completely dedicated to laying out all my thoughts uh, and emotions uh, connected to the Will Howard news. And I'm going to look to try to get at least one other voice on there with me to kind of have a uh, end of the Will Howard era show. So before we get into the questions, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Manhattan Brewing Company. Um, If you didn't listen to the game review pod, I don't blame you. Um, it wasn't a fun one. That was not a fun game to talk about. Uh, but I did talk about all the fun I had inside Manhattan Brewing Company before I went to the game. Again, it is the best wait staff uh, you could ask for. It is an absolute superstar group behind the bar there and the best beers in the world. I can't stop thinking about Tis the Saison, the tart cherry uh, uh, Belgian uh, Saison. That is just Christmas in a glass. Just absolutely delicious. I know some folks think, oh, you know, different stouts, different porters. Those are the type of uh, beers you think about with Christmas. No. This Tis the Saison legitimately may have surpassed Pumpkin Batch for my favorite beer at Manhattan Brewing Company. I'm going to check them out on Saturday before I head over to Bramlage Coliseum. Remember to make that your stop before or after every visit to Manhattan this basketball season. And heck, they're good enough. Just go up there. Just take an afternoon off work and have just like a fun little afternoon at the brewery. They're all done up for Christmas. Go check them out. All right, we're going to get to our questions. A lot of good ones. I waited until... Uh, Monday morning uh, to ask for the questions and I think that was good I think that was good we still had uh, plenty of uh, or at least a couple kind of like WTF what what was going on with Farmageddon uh, questions Uh, but you know it's okay it's okay Um, we're gonna get into them but a a lot of them that weren't I, I I think this was one of I think this is probably the best group of questions we've had um, so far. So we're going to get with Kale. Uh, he get he says, I'll start. What the F was that? He actually tweeted that Saturday. Uh, Use the hashtag added uh, at underscore Bosco. Use hashtag ask Bosco or tweet at ask underscore Bosco. We will get all your questions asked. Um all right. Oh, and then I, I just saw there's another one from uh, Paracat Ryan that, that had the hashtag as well. So starting with Kale, look, it, it was a disgusting display on defense. I'm still mad about it. Um, I mean, lots of individual players to be blamed. I think a lot of the blame goes to Joe Klanderman as well. He's, he's the coach of uh, the position coaches. Look, you, you, you don't get to give anyone a pass. Anyone who's associated with that defense, including Chris Kleiman, um, they don't get a pass. Lots of blame to go around. And and I just got around to watching today, Monday, Chris Kleiman's uh, post-game press conference. The dude was pissed. The guy was so mad. And honestly, 
I don't blame him. I don't blame him one bit. Um, it was a bad look for him. It was a bad look for the program. It was a bad look for everyone involved. Um, so really what it was was a, a piss-poor performance on the defense, ranging from the coaching, ranging to player execution, ranging to player effort. Um, it was disgusting. Uh, Paracat Ryan also uh, is the next one he used it is should bowl games be a career slash season celebration or a jump start to 2024 look I, I I didn't even know this question was there I, I just grabbed it uh, after I did my whole thing about bowl games look I think that bowl games 110 percent should count and do count uh, towards that season, when you think back to this season, the the 2023 K State football season, I'm going to include that bowl game. If we win that game, I'm going to say, "Hey, this was a nine and four season." Um, if Avery Johnson goes off, I'm I'm counting those stats. When DJ goes off, I'm counting those stats. Um, there's no asterisk. I I consider it part of that season. Now, despite my love for the bowl games, despite um, me grandstanding for the bowl games, I do think that the level of bowl game does affect some things. Do I think if K-State was, uh, say say we beat, uh, let, let's say we beat Iowa State, let's say we beat Missouri, we're 10-2, we missed out on uh, the Big 12 championship game due to a, uh, just due to tiebreakers, we're 10-2, we're sitting at like say 12 in, in in the college football playoff rankings, and we are in line to get a bid to the Cotton Bowl or to the Fiesta Bowl. Um, I think a lot of these players who are transferring, I think they'd be sticking around. I think there'd be an effort of saying, "Hey, let's go win this. Let's go have an 11 win season. Let's go ha- try to have a uh, 10 and two type of season." Um, so I, I, I think that there is an element of that uh, at play. So where we are with the eight and four with guys transferring out, um, hopefully, hopefully uh, playing in Orlando versus you know a borderline top 25 team or maybe a top 25 team, maybe NC State. I've seen that projected out there quite a bit. Uh, you use that as a jump start to 2024. Um, but especially if you win, you celebrate it like crazy because, hey, you're probably or hopefully going to end up in the postseason top 25 with the A people. Um, so I kind of had tried to have my cake and eat it too, but I think it just kind of depends on your team's situation um, when you're going into that bowl game. Next question from College Fball199. With rumors of Will Howard transferring out, how big is it for next season that Avery can have a full month of practice where he gets all the reps, has a game plan built around him? I'm excited for the bowl, but even more for the development of next season. So a perfect uh, lead-in from Paracat Ryan's question. First off, that was tweeted this morning. Like I said at the top of the show, Will Howard is uh, transferring away. It has been reported. Has been confirmed. Um, I think it's massive. And, and I am excited. I, I would have been just as excited if Will was playing again. Uh, you only get... You're only guaranteed 12 college football games a year. And then if you get to a bowl game, you get 13. I'm so excited for every time I get to see K-State football play. 
Um, but it is going to be exciting, and it is going to be huge for 2024. Um, Avery uh, getting an entire prep uh, going into that game, developing his own skills, and then having a game plan, executing a game plan, uh, and also Colin Klein getting to do that uh, for Avery Johnson. I think it is massive. And again, he's going to be a true sophomore last year. Um, there are a handful of games he played a lot of snaps. A handful of games he played only a few snaps. Um, it, it's going to be exciting to see what Avery can do. Um, and, and again, with some guys, uh, with, with a lot of guys who are going to be coming back. Again, I would imagine we are going to, over the next month, hear about some more guys transferring out. I think we're going to maybe hear of some seniors or some guys getting ready for the NFL draft that might opt out of the bowl game. Again, I don't love that at all, but it is what it is. It's what uh, the bowl season has turned into. But I do think it's going to give us a taste of 2024, and I do think it's going to give Colin Klein um, a, a good uh, run of trying to game plan around Avery and guys that we're going to have next season. So I do think it is going to help set up for the 2024 season. All right, we got Christina with a basketball question. How awesome are our freshman guys looking? Here's the fun thing about the uh, the freshman guys, and, and Drum Tang Drum Tang said this, uh, and he had some press availability today on the 27th. He was talking about the freshmen and said they think they're better than everyone. They think they're better than they are, and that's fun. And I, I do think that is fun. You have three guys, and, and I, I'm counting the true freshmen. I know Taj Manning and Dorian Finister are redshirt freshmen, um, but I'm talking about the true freshmen. Um, it's exciting because these guys aren't afraid. These guys aren't scared. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they play for the first time in a packed house uh, next Tuesday, um, a, a week from today, I, I believe. I think it's that soon. Yeah, I think it's next Tuesday playing uh, Villanova. It's, it's going to be a sold-out crowd, a wide-out. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty raucous atmosphere. It's not going to be at its peak because it's going to be a 6 p.m. on a Tuesday. So, again, um, it's not going to be, you know, KU game loud. It's not going to be... Uh, you know, Iowa State on a Saturday loud. It's not going to be, you know, uh, a, a Baylor home. It's not going to be elite, elite atmosphere, but it's going to be pretty damn good. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, A, how much time any of those three guys get versus Villanova and, and how they react to that. But again, uh, Buddy Rich, uh, he gets the ball. He is a madman on the offensive glass and on the defensive glass. And when he gets the ball, he's trying to dunk on your head. He's trying to go sports center almost any time he touches the ball. Day-Day and RJ are not scared to take the open shot. Um, I think Day-Day is an aggressive guy on the boards and in rebounding. And he's not going to back down from anything, as we saw in that Providence game. Uh, and, And RJ, if he gets hot... He can have 15 points in like a three-minute span. He is that good of a shooter. So uh, it's exciting to see those three guys. Now, I don't think any of them are going to be freshman All-Americans. I don't know if any of them are going to get enough time and enough stat accumulation to be on the All-Freshman team in the Big 12. 
but it's exciting to see their potential and you can already see their growth from that USC game to where they are now. Um, again, they're at their best when they're playing bad talent. Um, Oral Roberts is a feisty team. They're, they're a team that might win. I think they're the Summit. Oh, God, I should know that. Uh, but, but they're a team that can win their conference. That might be a, an NCAA tournament team. So I don't know what we're going to see from them on Tuesday night. So tonight, as you guys are listening, um, but but they're exciting. They're, they're a lot of fun to watch out there. And again, I, I think that's the level of guys Drome Tang's going to be going after. Now, um, they fell short on a, a couple guys, uh, but you're bringing in David Castillo again next year. Again, I, I think you're going to have uh, blue chip guys. I, I, I would be shocked. And again, I, this is not supposed to. This is going to come off bad, and I apologize. But I don't think you're going to see many Dorian Finisters and Taj Mannings come through the program anymore. I think you're going to see uh, four-star guys, top 150 guys, and transfers who are being brought in to do a job um, moving forward in the Drome Tank era. So I, I've, I've really enjoyed seeing what the freshmen are bringing to the table. All right, we got Jeff underscore Burkhart. Uh, one of the all-time question askers, he has been asking questions since day one. Shout out to Jeff. Big fan of Jeff. Are you a fan of post-Thanksgiving home games? I don't mind them. Um, it, it's always, uh, if you're in a situation where it isn't for a bid to, bid to the Big 12 championship, um, and you're also going to find yourself in sometimes some interesting weather situations. Last year was a very cold rain versus KU. This year, the snow game. Um, you can find yourself in interesting dynamics for the crowd. Um, you have students just getting back. Um, I think, I think I prefer home games after Thanksgiving versus the Saturday before Thanksgiving. I think, I don't know. Cause I, I mean, I, I don't know if the, I don't know if there are more students who are coming back on that Saturday or sticking around after Friday. I don't know. I don't know which one's better, but I don't mind them. Um, that's not the thing I'm looking at when the schedule gets released. I'm not like, Oh, are we week before Thanksgiving or week after Thanksgiving? So I'll be honest, I, I don't think I've really thought too much of it. Uh, Jeff, uh, if you're listening to this, tweet at me. Let me know your thoughts on that. Uh, I'm interested. Anyone, tweet me your thoughts and, and what you think about uh, hosting football games the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Next one from one of the uh, best-looking and best-smelling boneheads around, PC Riley. Canned cranberry sauce or homemade? I think I talked about this, and I can't remember. I, I'm pretty sure I talked about this last week on the Thanksgiving special episode. Um, my mom makes, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a sauce or a chutney or what you'd consider it, but it's like this cranberry and apple. Uh, we call it chutney, but again, I don't really know. But but that is what I eat. It, it is so delicious, cranberry uh, apple, cinnamon, all sorts of spices, and it's cooked down. And it definitely, there is some sauce to it, but it's also it still has its structural in- integrity. You know, you have the cranberries with a little chew, and you have the crisp from the apple, and it is so good. 
It is so good. Um, I have some. I still have a little bit left over in the fridge. It is, it is delicious. I absolutely love it. All right, let's get to Wildcat Western. In your opinion, what was the biggest thing holding this team back from achieving their goal this season? My view, not enough playmakers. Other than Avery... Oh, okay, so th- there's a couple questions. All right, so why did this team come up short 10-win um, season getting back to Arlington? Um, I-, I think the first thing, um, the defense was average. Um, if you have a, a a good defense to pair with what I think was a good, closer to great than average a good, almost great offense, um, because you look at you look at the metrics, uh, the per drive stuff. I, I think you're around middle of the pack defense, and you were the number two offense. So if you have a good uh, defense, so if you're like number four, number five, and the number two offense, so I think that wins you an extra couple games. I think lack of situational uh, playmaking hurts you. So you can you can look at the Oklahoma State game. Um you were just I mean again there's a pick six, there's a bunch of turnovers. Um there there are plays late that aren't made uh by uh you know Will and the supporting cast. Um you look at the Texas game Again, you know, a missed field goal, some bad decisions, in my opinion, from Chris Kleiman and bad play calling from Colin Klein. Um, the Iowa State game, just a fucking mess. Sorry, a, a bad mess. Trying to get rid of the F word in 2024. Um, just a mess on defense. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, the Missouri game, again, could have made some plays, but just getting destroyed on the back end uh, on defense. Um, so you can point to so many different things. If it's one thing, it's just the defense being average to maybe slightly below average in the Big 12 versus being good. That would be the number one thing uh, for me. Um, you talk about lack of playmakers. And again, I I understand that. I understand that. I think it's lack of like a home run because DJ was a... Uh, a playmaker. He averaged over five yards a touch uh, on this season. Was over a thousand yards receiving. I think just under three hundred uh, yard or just o- over a thousand yards rushing. Just under three thousand or three hundred yards receiving. I think Will Howard was a uh, a, a a playmaker, but he, yes, he did make some mistakes. Um, I think Philip Brooks and Ben Sennett, reliable guys, but again, not not someone who can go seventy yards on you. Um, so I understand what you're saying there. Uh, other than Avery, what makes you excited for next year's football team? Well, first off, always excited about K-State football. Um, but Avery's a big part of it. I, I do think he has the makings of being an elite quarterback. Um, I'm excited for Jace Brown. I, I'm hoping to see Keegan Johnson take another step forward. Um, I'm, I'm ready to see what Trey Spivey can do after another year in the program. Uh, same with Garrett Oakley. He's going to be a redshirt sophomore tight end. Uh, will Will Ancio be able to take a uh, step at tight end? What will DJ Giddens be able to do um, w- with another year as running back number one? What about Joe Jackson? Is he going to be running back two? Um, you know, I, I, I think there are some good young guys on the offensive line who can step up. 
I'm not going to say I'm excited about that because, you know, Connor Riley's team kind of takes, uh, his squad takes a little bit long to get into games. Um, but, but a lot to be excited for on offense. On defense, again, I, I'm thinking there's a chance you could return all three guys on the back end of the secondary. Marquis Siegel, VJ Payne, and Kobe Savage. Again, at times, all three of them made horrible plays. But also, they were some of the biggest playmakers on defense. You get another year of Desmond Purnell be able to put on some good weight, keep things going. Will Nate Matlack take another step up? You have a ton of good, highly rated uh, young defensive ends getting ready to, to come take in. Will Jake Clifton and Asa Newsome, can they rehab their knee injuries and get back? Because, I mean, those are electric playmakers on defense. So I think there's a lot to be excited for. I think you might be returning your top three uh, cornerbacks as well. So again, I think the defense hopefully will be able to take a step forward um, and make some noise. So I think there's plenty to be excited for next year. And then current thoughts on Tang's team. I mean, I, I, I think it is so tough to make any sort of definitive comments on uh, Jerome Tang's team right now because uh, we don't know how much longer Naquan Tomlin's going to be out. Again, he said no update on Naquan Tomlin. I think we're just going to randomly see him warming up for a game at some point. Selfishly, um, again, and, and I don't, folks, I don't know anything outside of just rumors. So I'm, I'm going to just trust Jerome Tang. I'm going to trust the legal process in Manhattan. And if he got a diversion and if he works through stuff, I'm not going to worry about what did or didn't happen. I, I trust I trust all the parties involved. But my guess is we're just going to see a tweet like an hour before a game coming up. And it's like, hey, Naquan Tomlin's warming up. I would love for it to be to, today as you guys are listening. I would love for it to be on Saturday uh, so he can get a, a game or two under his belt. And then we can have him playing versus Villanova. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case or not, um, but but I think it's so tough. Um, if you're going off of just what we've seen, what you can project from the guys that you've seen play, look, I think this is a right side of the bubble team. I think that uh, I, I I think beating Villanova is going to be tough. I you should be able to beat LSU, Nebraska, uh, Wichita State. Um, and, and get through the non-con with no more than three losses. Um, but at the same time, again, we, we've seen this team have cold shooting nights. We've seen this team turn the ball over. Um, it wouldn't shock me to see you drop two more rest of the way. I hope you don't. Um, but say you only drop one. Say say the Villanova game, it's tough, or you get Villanova, but maybe drop LSU on the road or uh, Wichita State gets you in T-Mobile, um, which would I would cry, I would vomit, I would have a temper tantrum that two-year-olds would be jealous of. Um, I think that this team can go as is eight, eight and ten to maybe eleven and seven in Big Twelve play, and that's going to be more than good enough to get you in the NCAA tournament. Again, I think you're going to be on bubble watch. I think you're going to be, you know, flirting with that. Uh, you know, double-digit seed and seven seed, somewhere anywhere between a seven and eleven, seven and twelve seed. Um, when you're looking at bracketology, most of the year, but I think ultimately they get enough done. I, I see them settling in maybe as a seven seed, um, m- maybe an eight or nine. Um, 
but they're going to be dangerous. They're going to be capable of having a hot night shooting and, and could take down anyone. It would not shock me if you, uh, you know, beat get two or three get two wins. It, it would it would not shock me if you get two wins from KU, Baylor, Texas. Um, get get two wins. I, I think you're only playing KU twice out of that group. Um, but it wouldn't shock me. It would not shock me. Um, and heck, they, they could end up as a five or six seed. They they could get hot. Naquan Tomlin could come back and maybe they beat Villanova and run the table rest of non-con and then uh, go 12-6 and six in Big 12 play and then we're talking four seed. Um, I think anything's capable. Um, it, it is going to be a bit of a roller coaster ride though um, because when you're so dependent on three-point shooting like we are, um, you can win any night versus anyone in the country um, or you could lose to a lot of teams. All right, before we keep going, let's talk about my friends over at Charlie Hustle. You guys know with this weather, I am rocking nothing but Charlie Hustle crew neck sweatshirts. And heck, I'm going to get me a pair of their joggers as well. It's going to keep me comfortable all winter long. And folks, I'll still be rocking them when spring comes. Nothing is as awesome as a crew neck and shorts, but we'll worry about that in the spring. Check them out. Go to charliehustle.com. Look, uh, I, I know I don't like to talk about it. My brother got his master's from KU, KU fan. He actually went to the KU Cincinnati game um, at Cincinnati. And know what he was rocking? The birthday gift I got him, the cream-colored KU varsity jacket. Look, I know we don't like KU, but it was a sexy-looking jacket. Luckily for all you K-State fans, they got a couple K-State jackets as well. So get over there, buy them before they sell out. So you are the best-dressed fan in Bramlage Coliseum all basketball season long. All right, uh, Tristan asks, "What do you think? Uh, who do you think will transfer? What position groups are most important uh, to fill? Look, uh, this came in before some of the news. Uh I, I 100% expected Will Howard to transfer. That was not a surprise. Um, not surprised about Treshawn Ward was kind of on the fence with him. Shane Porter was hoping he wouldn't. Not a surprise. Jake Rubley, not surprised. Um, who could still transfer? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Adrian Lara transferred. Again, you're bringing in uh, a highly sought-after quarterback, and you have uh, Jacob Knuth and uh who walked on, who will be put on scholarship. I think he's the most likely uh, QB2 next season behind Avery. Uh, So you could see him leave. I wouldn't be surprised to see some wide receivers still leave. Um, You know, on defense, I mean, Khalid Duke, I mean, he's he's not transferring. Um, He's going to go to the NFL. He's going to play in the East-West Shrine game. Uh, I mean, who might transfer on defense? I mean, any scholarship guy who, who's not on the two deep is a, is a candidate. Um, so, so I, I think I think you're going to see some wide receivers leave. I think you're going to maybe see a few linebackers leave. Um, I think that's probably it. Um, I say probably it. I don't know. Again, I it's it's a little reckless to. Um, predict this type of stuff i don't i don't i don't want to put anyone on blast i mean i think everyone everyone who is truly understanding of how things work knew will howard was going to transfer so that's why or 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 go pro one of those two things so that's why i didn't have a problem talking about it all season that this is going to be will's last year at k-state um 
but guys to transfer out again, I, I think maybe a couple wide receivers. I think a linebacker to maybe Adrian Lara, um, like Christian Moore. He uh, maybe he transfers. He he went through senior day stuff. Um, Cody Stuffelbean was another underclassman who went through special or through senior day stuff. Is he gonna leave? Um, I don't know. Those are just some guesses based on some guys who uh, went through senior day uh, festivities uh, but weren't seniors, uh, at least on the roster. So we'll see. Uh, What what do we need to fill in? Uh, Look, I I, I think that they've done a good job recruiting and setting things up with younger guys. I, I, I don't know... I don't know. I mean, look, it's it's going to be expensive, but can like in the NIL world again, transfer portal is a little bit more like free agency in the pros than we like to admit it. But um, can you bring in a semi-proven defensive end? Is there an offensive lineman um, who who you might want to bring in? I see. I don't know if there's going to be any like plug and play tackles. Uh, because th- I mean that might be the second most expensive spot in the portal uh, to recruit when you're talking NIL behind quarterbacks. Um, but maybe there's a Kansas, a, a young former Kansas offensive lineman somewhere out in the world who wants to come back home and and, and kind of be a more developmental piece. Um, can you find another playmaking wide receiver? Um, is there a running back? Can, can you find a running back two or, or a transfer running back to compete with Joe Jackson uh, for that running back two position? Um, I mean, in modern college football, I mean, you'd always take a interior defensive lineman uh, or high profile or high quality defensive backs. So maybe a corner, maybe a safety, maybe a defensive tackle, hopefully a defensive tackle with a few years of eligibility to help out when Uso leaves. Um, so if you're giving me a wish list, I would say one defensive tackle, one cornerback, one safety, uh, one wide receiver, one running back, and one uh, offensive lineman uh, developmental piece. Um, so a handful of guys in the portal maybe, um, like one of one of a lot of things. I don't think we need a tight end. I think we're set there. Uh, I think you're having a hard time bringing in any quarterbacks unless they're like Juco walk-on types. Um, like I said, a defensive end would be nice. But, I, I, I mean, those guys are expensive in the portal, so I don't know if that's going to be in the cards. I think you're fine at running back. The one thing that worries me there is you have Jake Clifton coming off of an injury. You have Asa Newsom coming off of an injury. Um, so what's going on there? Um, if those guys can get back, if you feel confident in them getting back, maybe you're fine. You might need to go find another Juco linebacker, um, for insurance there, but I think you might, should be all right there. Next, we have one from, uh, Cody Izzern. He is going to be very disappointed in this first answer. He asks, they were to make a Hallmark movie about Will Howard, who would play him? Who plays the supporting cast? I am so bad. I, I, I'm so bad at trying to pick out, you know, actors who I, I I'm so bad at this. I, I can't answer this. I, I'm I, I'm not good at it. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cody, how about how about you tweet at me who would play Will Howard in a movie, who would play the supporting characters, because um, I'm bad at this, so I apologize. His next one, favorite Christmas movies. I have an entire list. I have an entire list of movies and TV specials that I have to watch. Um, but if you're going like thematic classics uh, for Christmas movies, Christmas Vacation, and A Christmas Story. Uh, if you're talking about like my childhood thematic like th- theater releases, uh, The Santa Claus 1 and 2. I will watch the third one, but it's not nearly as good. Um, and I, I'm a big Polar Express guy. Um, Fred, or not Fred Claus. Oh, man. Man, now I'm blanking. Okay, well, the one I was thinking about, uh, I was blanking on it. So, um, it's an animated one. Is it? <clears throat> Ooh, Arthur Christmas. That's what that's what I was looking for. Um, for funny, um, kind of raunchy Christmas. Uh, the Night Before an Office Christmas Party. Uh, I'm trying to think. Netflix One Christmas Chronicles and Klaus. Claymation, Rudolph. Um, I think I hit all the big ones. But I have a ton that I like to watch. Like, it, it's a legitimate list. Um, starting now, I, I'm going to be watching Christmas movies and TV shows and stuff every single night until Christmas time. I love Christmas. And then coldest game you've ever attended. Um, Saturday wasn't it. I was more cold at the KU game last year when it was raining uh, in like 38. Um, I was way colder for that one. Um, Trying to think. Low-key, the, the, what was it, 2015, 16, 2016, uh, Liberty Bowl, it, I mean, it was maybe like in the 40s or 50s, but I, I was like, oh, it's Tennessee, it's going to be warm. So I just had like a long sleeve shirt, I got really cold that game. Um, There's an Iowa State game, you know, a few years ago that was pretty cold. Uh, the 2013 game versus Oklahoma might be the answer. It's pretty cold for that one. Um, so those are a few of them, uh, but I, you know, I'm like a polar bear. I don't really mind the cold that much. So it is what it is. All right. We got my guy, Mark, Mark, the best Mark is, I DM with him. I text with him. Mark is one of the best boneheads. Saw him and his wife at the game on Saturday. Shout out to Mark. Um, am I the only one confused as to why Howard didn't seem to scramble when a pass play breaks down? Is it fear of injury slash losing his job if he's hurt and Avery shows out? I think the reason why Will doesn't take off and scramble in in some of those situations, and I was screaming for it on Saturday, um, I think he's like, okay, I could scramble and pick up six to eight yards, or I can keep my eyes downfield and maybe a, a, a guy gets loose and I can hit the big play. The touchdown pass to Sammy Wheeler versus KU is a perfect example of that. Um, in some of his biggest plays in, of his career, um, instead of taking off scrambling, he's just kind of keeping his eyes downfield, then he makes a big play. Um, so I think that's just where he defaulted. I, I really do wish he would have scrambled uh, you know, a handful of times 
on Saturday, um, and, and I think some of them are bad decisions, and I think that was something uh, he did this season. Um, but I think that's just kind of how he goes about things. Um, so it is what it is. All right, uh, we still have a lot of these, and we're about 44 minutes in. So I'm gonna try to get. Um, I'm gonna try to go relatively quick. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, we got Cameron Hale next. What is your too early prediction for the Cats for 2024? He will ask again when the portal dust settles. Um, eight and four is probably where I, where I'm gonna go. Um, you have two difficult games verse in the non-con at Tulane in Arizona coming to town. Uh, you have tricky away games. Uh, you know you're up in the mountains. Uh, with BYU, uh, Colorado, and West Virginia. Um, you're going to Iowa State, which isn't going to be easy at all. Um, I'm missing one more road game. You do get KU, Oklahoma State uh, coming uh, to Manhattan. Um, I think you have Cincinnati coming to town as well. Um, I guess I probably should have pulled it up here. Let me pull it up real quick. Okay, UT Martin 100% win. At Houston, I'm going to say 100% win. Um, Arizona State at home, 100% win. Cincinnati at home, 100% win. So you have one, two, three, four 100% wins. Toss-ups, but I would predict us to win it. Uh, KU at home, um, at Colorado, at BYU, Arizona at home, Tulane. So that's one, two, three, four. Four, five games. Uh, so you know that would say eight in games. I, I would be like, oh man, that that might be a loss at West Virginia again. Th- th- they turned it around at Iowa State. Wish I wasn't saying that. Um, so there's two of them. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I I think, I mean, look. So what? That I probably double counted some of those. I think eight and four, nine and three. Is probably where I'd be at. Again, if you if you're able to go three and own the non-con, then look out. Um, I, I think I think nine and three, maybe even ten and two are on the table. Again, you're going to have to figure out things on the road. Again, BYU, Colorado, Houston, um, West Virginia. Again, not teams that you think you should be able to beat even on the road. But again, we, we saw how tricky things were on the road this year. Iowa State, I mean, blah, God dang it. <laughs> really wanted to pound them this year and feel confident about it. Um, But it's going to be winnable. Again, there's no game on the schedule. Like, there is no Texas on this schedule. And again, I, I think the Big 12 is going to be, the new Big 12 is going to be way better than anyone thinks. Um. There is no game on there you can't win. You're not going to go 12-0, and, and I, I, I don't think you're going to be worse than 7-5 and five and then win the bowl game because that's just what that's just what Chris Kleiman does. 7-5, and five, win the bowl game. 8-5 and five is the absolute uh, floor for this team. So I, I'm going to say 9-4, and four, uh, either 9-3 and three and lose the bowl game or 8-4 and four and win the bowl game. Um... All right. Uh, okay. No. I. Yeah. All right. So we're good. All right. The next one from Cameron. Uh, do fans look back on the Will Howard experience fondly over time, or will he forever be? 
can remembered as the best backup in the country that couldn't deliver as a senior. Look, I I think I don't know. I maybe I I I think that some of this is getting a little overblown. Um, did Will Howard have you know a, a rougher relationship with some of the fans? Yes, of course. Uh, but what starting quarterback anywhere doesn't? I think a little bit of this fan strife is being overblown. I think Will Howard is going to be looked upon very fondly. Um, I, I I don't I don't I don't I think a lot of I think so much of this is being overblown um, because folks do care about Will and and there has been there has been some rough times and he has kind of been uh, you know I, I think I think you know very harshly. Uh, talked about when he was a sophomore, uh, a freshman and sophomore. But I, I, I think that fans, for the most part, have have treated him, you know, as he he is a, a good, not great quarterback. So I think a little bit of this is overblown. Um. So yeah, that that that's my thought there. Um, last one from Cameron. Will we ever win a national championship? If so. Will it come in women's basketball, volleyball, baseball, men's basketball, or football? Um, Yes, K-State will someday win a national title. I think it'll be in men's basketball or in a sport that we currently are not sponsoring. Um, I don't know what that would be, um, but I think men's basketball is the only one we could realistically win a national championship in uh, right now. Um, and I think Jerome Tang will do it. So I, I think I think Jerome Tang wins KSA a national title. Um, let's see. We got Sam next. Is Will Howard the worst great quarterback we've ever had, or is he the greatest good quarterback we ever had? Um, he's not great. He's not great. Um, but I think he I, I think he is in that group with uh, Josh Freeman, with uh, Jonathan Beasley. With uh, Chad May, um, I, I think when you're truly looking at uh, the, the the great, truly great K State quarterbacks, I think it's Michael Bishop. I think it is Colin Klein. I think it is Lynn Dickey. Uh, if you want to go back to the old heads, I think L. Roberson is close. Um, again, I think Jonathan Beasley's close. I think Chad May's close. I, I think Will Howard's in that group. Probably throw Josh Freeman in that group of the good, not greats. Um, and then behind them, you have the Skylar Thompsons. You have the uh, Jesse Ertz, um, where it's like, okay, maybe you have a different offensive coordinator. Maybe they're a little bit healthier. Um, Jake Waters is probably with that group. Uh, if he had longevity or, you know... I don't know. I just don't like Jake Waters. I'll just be honest. I just don't like Jake Waters. Um, but again, um, he, I think he he's better than Skylar Thompson. He's better than Jesse Ertz. I, he's better than Jake Waters because he won more than Jake Waters. Or I mean, fuck. Jake had a nine-win season. Oh gosh. I see. This is this is what makes the Will Howard thing uh, so complicated. Uh, he's not great. He is good. But again. Um, you know, the only year he was considered the best quarterback on the team was his senior year, and he he still was benched in a game. Uh, you know, the road game versus Texas Tech. The, the Will Howard 
legacy is so complicated, but he is a good quarterback. He's not great. He is a very he, he is a good quarterback. All right, um, Das Ref. What can you learn from a snow game like that? Honestly, you can't learn anything uh, like individuals. You, you kind of throw all that out. But you did learn that the defense uh, lacked. They just lacked. I, I just hate hate calling out motivation. I ha- hate calling out heart. Hate calling out want to. Um, but that's it. I mean, you're questioning it. That's really it. Um, D. Adams is the risk of quality wins in the non-con worth risking uh you know missing out on a potential 10 win season <laughs> this is a good question how would i mean would, would k-state fans how would k-state fans be differing this season if we would have beat a shitty team from the big 10 west um instead of losing to missouri you know if you're nine and three um six and three in the big 12 ranked 23rd how much better are we feeling i don't know (laughs) but but i'll tell you this playing missouri um was worth the risk because if you would have won it it would have been awesome uh being able to hold that over missouri fans last year was great i would have loved to have done that this year so that was worth the risk now playing tulane on the road next year um even playing Arizona, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't think there's. I don't think you get much from playing at Tulane next year. Um, I like playing Arizona because again, you're starting that rivalry with them. They're the only team besides KU who we're going to play all four years for the next four years, uh, despite two of them being non-con games. So I, I like that. Um, but but I th- I don't think that's a crazy question. Um, so. Yes, I think it's worth it if you're playing a team like Missouri or even uh, Arizona because there's more to it than just trying to win. Uh, Steve Z, do you predict any major coaching slash assistant coaching changes in the Big 12 besides Holgerson? Um, Baylor is firing their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, um, but Aranda's going to stick around. Um, Jeff Levy, I guess Oklahoma's an SEC school, so it doesn't matter. Um, no, I don't. You know, I think you're seeing both OCs and DCs change out at Baylor, but I think besides Houston, that's going to be the biggest change. You ranked your Thanksgiving foods. Is the same order uh, for Thanksgiving leftovers? Uh, no, stuffing is the number one. Uh, or dressing, excuse me. Dressing, because we don't put it in the bird. Dressing is the number one. Uh, Thanksgiving leftover, then ma- mashed potatoes, then turkey, then green beans, and then the cranberry chutney. Uh, what are your top three family board games? I have not played a board game in over a decade. I think I would like playing board games, but I live by myself. Um, my family was always more of a Yahtzee family. Uh, so if that's considered a board game, Yahtzee's probably, I guess, default number one. Um, but I haven't played a, a board game if you don't count Yahtzee in probably 15 years. I, I just don't play many board games. I think I'd like it. Someone invite me over for board game night. All right, we got Cole next. Jake Rubley sticking around? No. <laughs> uh, if not, does climbing hit the portal or roll with cor- current quarterback rooms to find the backup? Um, I think maybe you take in a walk-on. 
um, transfer. Um, but but I think uh, Knuth, um, Blake Barrett uh, or Barnett coming in, and then Adrian Lara if he sticks around, uh, will all be kind of in contention to back up Avery. Uh, next one, Cole. What is your ideal scenario for portal pickups this offseason? Again, I think I went through it. Um, if you could get a developmental offensive lineman, um, a plug-and-play starting caliber, Big 12 starting caliber wide receiver, um, a, a, a Trayshawn Ward type to be running back two, um, a starting caliber defensive end, a young depth or a young nose guard, um, and then a safety in a corner. Uh, th- there's my ideal seven right there. Um, got a handful left. We'll keep it going. Uh, Chip, uh, don't know if you guys follow Juco football, but can you uh, preview the East Mississippi at Hutch uh, playoff game on Saturday? I'm sorry, I don't follow Juco football at all. Uh, College F-Ball 199. As of right now, can you see us being a better team next season or have a real rebuilding type year? Looking at the 2024 schedule, I think uh, uh, I'm already thinking that Arizona will be a tough non-con matchup. If we lose another non-con game, I may lose my will to live. Um, it will be some sort of rebuilding, but again, I think this team has the ability if they get hot, if if some of these 50-50 games, some of these close games fall our way, um, you could be looking at being in Arlington contention again. Um, I think at Tulane and Arizona are both going to be tough non-conference games, 100%. Um, please don't lose your will to live. Um, but you could, if you if you win both of those, Chris Kleiman's going to deserve a lot of credit. All right, got a bunch from uh, Curtis Dawson. Number one, who is the starting quarterback for the bowl game? We know it's uh, Avery Johnson. Who do you think hits the portal? Um, I've, I've, I've kind of danced around it. Um, I think we're just going to let things play out. Um, three, is this the flukiest season in K-State football history? Seems like every loss except for the Pokes had a weird reason you could point to as the reason. Uh, will Lady Luck not, or was Lady Luck not on our side this year? Yeah, I, I don't know if you can say this is a fluky season, but you, you were on the bad side of some fluky stuff of some bad luck stuff. Um, I, I think that for one possession games, I think there is an element of coaching and an element of luck. Um, I, I'm i not going to shit on Chris Kleiman uh, and say that, hey, you know, he, he's bad in one possession games. He's the reason. I'm not going to say that. Um, he is still having to learn how to play in those games because at North Dakota State, they steamrolled everyone. Um uh, but 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 it is something to think about, you know. Is is there stuff he can take away from some of these close losses and say, all right, moving forward, I would change this, or moving forward, I would do that. Um, but I do think there is an element of luck for any of these one possession type games. Um, so it was an unlucky season for sure. Uh, number one or the next one, uh, best Christmas movie. I, I think Christmas Vacation is the best one. Um, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes, but I mean, I've watched it twice, and each time, like halfway through, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Uh, anything's a Christmas movie that you want it to be. I lean sure, but it's not like on my list of things I have to watch at Christmas time. 
Uh, does Christmas decor go up on Black Friday or December 1st? Uh, no, it goes up the week before Thanksgiving for me. Should the Big 12 pursue the Rose Bowl game in the collapse of the Pac-12? No, because all of the current New Year's Six Bowl games are going to be part of the quarterfinals uh, next year. Um, so the round of what? The round of eight and the round of four are all going to be the current New Year's Six Bowl games. So that will not be it. The best bowl sponsor, RIP the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Also, the Weiserlock Copper Bowl, RIP, uh, of the current ones. They all suck. I don't really know. Um, who should sponsor a bowl game? Uh, the 10-12 Network should sponsor a bowl game uh, in Kansas City. Check out the 10-12 Network. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I just think the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl should come back. I'm... I'm distraught over that. And it's been like a decade since it went away. But it, it, that should come back. Um, Iowa State has had our number recently. Uh, oh, no. Uh, Curtis Dawson. Will there be coaches coaching changes? Should there be? Uh, yeah. I, I think some turnover should would would be good. Um, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to dive into that. Um, but, yeah, I think there should be some coaching changes. Um, but I think healthy attrition is good. Just not every single year like at wide receiver. <laughs> uh, we need to keep Middleton around. Let's not keep flipping our wide receiver coach every year. College F-Ball 199. Iowa State's had our number recently winning three out of the last four. Is the Iowa State coaching staff out coaching us, or is it some bad matchup? There's no reason they should be losing perennial to average Cyclones. Snow or not, it's pretty embarrassing. Look, the 2020 game, we were playing with literally like 35 guys. Um, and only 23 of them were on scholarship. That I'm not worried about that. Again, the snow game, everything's a little fluky. But that is cherry-picking a little bit. You know, Chris Kleiman is 2-3 and three against the Cyclones. Again, 2020 was such a... F I, 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 I get it. It's sour grapes. But it is so hard to count that season, and especially that game versus the Cyclones. So if you throw out 2020, Chris Kleiman is 2-2 two and two against Iowa State. So, I, yes... I, I understand the question. I understand what you're getting at, but I, I think that's mix, missing a lot of nuance. Um, no, they shouldn't. It, even with the excuses, they shouldn't beat us three out of four uh, years. They shouldn't beat us three out of five. K-State should beat Iowa State every single year. Um, but I, 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 think, I think phrasing the question like that is missing a lot of nuance. Um, we got Jake Gordon, uh, and then we're going to end with Alex Brown. What is the rule that your folks set for you as a child that you still abide by in adulthood? I don't, I don't know. Because I'll be honest, I don't really remember a lot of like hard and fast rules. Um, they put the fear of God into me when it, when it came to. Uh, tobacco and alcohol and drugs, like they put the fear of God into me. Um, so I, 
I did not. I, I still to this day, I, I don't touch drugs. I don't touch tobacco. Never really have. I've like smoked like a couple cigars and I hated it. So I, I don't touch that type of stuff. I do drink on occasion. Uh, of course, I love a Manhattan Brewing Company beer. Um, but, you know, I, for the most part, I wait until college for that type of stuff. I always drink responsibly 21 and over. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just I have never had any interest in any drugs or tobacco products. And I think that's probably probably it. All right, we're going to end with Alex Brown underscore six, and then we're going to call it a day. One final shout-out to Manhattan Brewing Company, of course, 21 and over. Although, look, it's it's a family establishment. They have non-alcoholic beverages. They have board games. Again, someone invite me to Manhattan Brewing Company, and let's play some board games. Um, so you can take the entire family there, but only if you're above the age of 21 do you get to participate in their delicious craft beers. Check out Charlie Hustle for all your holiday gift-giving occasions. Will K-State fans ever stop trashing the starting QB? We always think the grass is greener. What happens when Avery has a couple bad games? Are people going to call for the backup then? Much respect to Will Howard and all he's done for K-State. So, look, that is the nature of the game of football in their fans. For every single, like for 99% of football fans and for football programs, pro or college, um, you see it in the NFL, um, unless you have, you know, one of the top five guys. You're always calling for the backup, or you're always calling to trade up in the draft to draft a quarterback. In college, it's always the five-star, the four-star recruit, uh, the backup quarterback. This is not unique to K-State. This is not unique to our fans. I understand the frustration, and look, I I know there are a ton of folks who love Will Howard, and again... I think he had a very good career at K State. Um, he's not a ring. He is not a Ring of Honor guy. I don't think he is great. Um, I think again, you can make arguments of where he falls uh, when you're talking about all-time great K State quarterbacks. Uh, but remember, he he was not the starter at K State. He was the backup um, every year except for this final year, and he's still the coaches chose to bench him in favor of Avery Johnson. Um, And then they split time with him the very next game. Uh, And it was only after Will Howard really elevated his play that he got the reins back as the starting quarterback. There is nothing wrong, and I don't, and I stand by this, I, I don't think wanting to see Avery Johnson at time this year was some big slap by people in the fan base towards Will Howard. Will Howard went through a time. He, again, the the hand of cards he was dealt uh, and what he was thrust in to do his freshman and sophomore season was rough. That sucked. He decided to stick around even though we brought in Adrian Martinez and he should be commended for that. And again, he never 
he never said, hey, I'm not talking to the media. And, you know, this entire season, there was one time he didn't talk to the media, and it was after the Texas Tech game. Um, Will Howard should be celebrated. Will Howard should be remembered fondly. But I, I think this is a bit of a straw man. I And, and I, I think that, again, I, I there, there are some absolute dickheads out there on the Internet. But I think... By and large, 99% of K-State fans uh, have been giving Will Howard the appropriate amount of flowers this entire year. And I do think towards the end of this season and then after his transfer announcement, there has been some straw man situation uh, to try to argue against something that isn't there. Um, K-State fans are not unique in the backup quarterback stuff. Uh, if Will, or if Avery Johnson struggles, yeah, there's going to be grumbling. But th- that never, that that's never not going to happen. Again, unless you have a Heisman quarterback. And hell, here's the thing. Even back w- with Colin Klein, th- there's like, oh, you know, where's the special packages for other quarterbacks, you know? Uh, I don't remember anything about Michael Bishop. But again, L. Roberson was benched for a time during his sophomore year. Again, unique to past K-State fans. It's not unique to K-State fans. Again, it's similar to um, you know stuff that Bruce Weber said. Bruce Weber, everyone remembers what he said on his way out. He didn't experience Illinois fans in the Twitter day and age or with message boards blowing up. His only exposure to fans in the modern day was K-State fans. So, of course, he was like, man, what are these guys doing? And I think some folks, I think, you know, Will Howard at times, Ben Sennett sticking up for Will Howard at times. And I think some folks now are creating these straw men saying that K-State fans, there are some K-State fans that are that are just horrible. They're just the worst. And again, I'm not saying these individuals aren't bad. I'm not saying that there aren't individuals who are saying bad things. But trying to paint the fan base or even paint a, a, a a large group, whatever percentage you want to throw on it, uh, as being unreasonable fans when it comes to, uh, you know, football fandom in general. Yes, I, I think sports fans, if you're comparing them to the general population of the world, sports fans are unhinged weirdos. You know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but when you're comparing K-State fans to other fans, it's not... It's not that deep. It's not that deep. That is what sports fans do. Uh, and it's what every single fan base does. Um, so so I, I, I just, I, I'm not meaning to come off harshly on you, Alex, or anyone else who thinks they're sticking up for Will Howard. I, I just think that there is a lot of love for Will Howard. And some folks are, uh, they think they're fighting the good fight. Uh, when really they're just punching air. And, and I think there's a little bit of that um, going on there. Um, that said, that that's the end of this episode. Um, I, I, I think we will have um, a men's basketball episode. I'm going to talk about the Oral Roberts game and what I'm going to be looking for on Saturday in the buildup to uh, Villanova on Tuesday. Um, I'm hoping to get a guest or two on 
for tomorrow uh, or Friday as well. Um, so be on the lookout. We're going to go five days a week this week. We're going to try to go five days a week again uh, next week as well. And we're going to try to keep, excuse me, keep it going all uh, December long as well. So stay tuned. I appreciate all the questions. Um, we're going to stay on top of it. Again, uh, portal season, uh, free agency, it, it's it's wild. Um, but, hey, I love it. I enjoy it. I hope you guys do. So for Chauncey, the best dog in the world, for the Boneheads, the best podcast fans in the world, we love you guys, and go Cats. Podcast Network.